Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you're here. And uh, if you are new to She Connects, well, first of all, welcome to this corner of the internet. I'm so glad that you are joining us. But we are in the middle of a series that I titled Winning the War Within. The introduction to that was a few weeks ago. You can scroll back and and find that. It's not too many episodes back. But really, essentially, what we are uh, talking about in this series is I think that there are things that are unique to us as women that we battle with internally that keep us from living to the fullest potential that that God created us to to live in. This inner battle that, that again, is unique to us as women that, man, we want to reach higher in our faith. We want to overcome these things. We want to step out. We want to be bold. We want to be risk takers. We know that there's more that he's planted on the inside of us. But then this inner battle, this other side, side of us that says, yeah, but do you really think you have what it takes? What will they think? Um, Well, what about this? What about that? And so then we kind of hold ourselves back and we essentially are living beneath how God created us to live on the earth. And so I am joined this week by my good friend, Melissa Mashburn. She's been a guest on the show, I think, Mm, I want to say maybe this is your third time maybe joining us. So you can tell that I am uh, like a fan of of Melissa. I really, really appreciate just how God uses her. And uh, I really think that if you are new to her, you're going to want to connect with her after these episodes are, are done because she is so wise and adds so much value to the lives of other people. So welcome back to the show, Melissa. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're joining us from. Uh, Thank you, Susan. I would say more than anything, a friend and and God has uniquely knit our hearts together in so many ways over the last few years. So it's it's just an honor to be here. I'm Melissa Mashburn, as you said, I wear a lot of hats just like you do. I'm a ministry leader, a life coach, a consultant, a speaker, an author, but more than anything, I'm a friend. I love to walk alongside women as they seek to be the best versions of themselves. I specialize in working with female leaders that work at the local church, nonprofit, and parachurch ministries. And my goal in working with these leaders is to help them find their community, own their leadership, and take their next step. So God has moved me from the ministry in South and Central Florida to uh, now Central Kentucky, where we had freeze this morning. So I am learning to wear sweaters and be warm and have space heaters and all the things right now in this season. 
Yes, it's a little different there. It's, uh, yeah, you need blankets and heavier jackets and probably even, I don't know, maybe if your home has a fireplace, you've probably, two yes. confessions already turned it on. But yes, I know that I have. <laughs> but I'm, I'm further up than you are. Yes. I'm in Minnesota. So yes, I've had it on and I'm, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> So I know that, you know, these different leadership roles that you have just shared, you are currently stewarding, that you didn't just wake up one day and all of a sudden, here you are, you know, leading in these different capacity roles. How have you grown into these areas? Um, Just kind of give us just kind of a kind of a view, a bird's eye view of how you've had to grow into Mm -hmm. these leadership roles. I mean, I know that we could do a whole separate episode just on that, but share a little bit about that. I'll give you a a 30,000 foot view. How's that? It's kind of a a quick timeline. Over 20 years ago, I got called into ministry. I literally had no idea what that meant and honestly didn't think that it was the, the things that my pastor and my team saw in me, I thought were normal and that everybody had that. I, I honestly just thought that everybody was gifted in the ways that I was gifted. So I stepped into ministry early on and, and started with preschool ministry. And honestly, it's funny because I always tell people, I love kids. Kids are just amazing because what you see is what you get. There's just so, they're so authentic and real and genuine. And I learned a lot in ministry, leading kids and and stuff like that. But in, in and through that, what really happened was, is I started developing my leadership gifts and my skills. And while I served in the capacity of preschool ministry, starting out, that was really just a stepping stone for me to kind of get in and and develop those gifts and skills. So throughout my career, I started in in preschool, but I I became a membership pastor. I've done, uh, I've taught the, like the 101, the 201, the 301 classes at church. And uh, I did, I was one of the first women licensed as a pastor in the uh, SBC church that I worked in decades ago, which was a huge honor. Uh, and then stepped into other roles where I've done anything from communications to series development to uh, graphics to connections to community outreach to weekend experience, making sure that everything we said and did from the moment people walked into the church to their first impression to even what was going on on the stage, not necessarily the teaching per se, but how everything worked together. Uh, and now even Today, now I'm in a, a women's ministry role and also a first impressions role. So I like to tell people I've kind of done everything at the local church except for student ministry. And honestly, there was a season that that was an option. But just for my own kids, we really felt like because my husband and I were both in the ministry that they needed a safe space. And especially as teenagers, especially with both of your parents in the ministry, they they needed a place where they could just be themselves. So I've not done student ministry, but pretty much everything in between and from churches anywhere from, uh, I was at a church plant that was 70 people. And then uh, I was at a church 2,500 and I've been at a church of 14,000 and my current church runs about 40,000 a weekend. So I've, I tell people I've done the, not only the gamut of things in ministry, but the gamut of different types and sizes of church. So I kind of feel like it's given me a really good, healthy perspective of, of not only what ministry looks like in all the different ways, shapes, and sizes of, of church, um, but also myself, 
because in all of those experiences, I had to learn, I had to grow, I had to develop and, and, and change to fit the environment that I was in, because obviously what you do at 14,000 person church is not the same thing that you do at a 70 person church, or, or in some ways it is, but in other ways, it just looks different. So that's kind of the 30,000 foot view of how I got to all of those things I listed today. You know, I have to circle back because I love that you said it started in, you know, with preschool, mm-hmm. um, you know, those, those little kids, because I think that it's so important to remember, even the Lord says, what is it in Zechariah? Do not despise the days mm-hmm. of, of small beginnings small yeah. because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And yeah. if we're going to be honest, we're not always so excited and rejoicing that the work is beginning because we have a big vision, right? Yes. We know that God has placed a dream on the inside of us and we just want to be out there. We just want to be. And especially for those of those of us that maybe can resonate, I'm a doer. I'm a risk taker. I'm just like, you know, this is what God said. It's all over but the shouting. And, you know, I think that even for myself, that that Yes, that I gave all of those years ago, much like you, you know, teaching kindergartners. And I just don't think it's normal to be afraid of children that come up to your knees. You know, they're not that big, but I was scared of them. You know, I didn't know because I was so young, just a young green bean in my faith. And so, um, but I really believe that, that, and I hope that listeners, you're encouraged by this, that even the, what seems so small, that obedient yes to the Lord, it Mm -hmm. has a direct impact on what he wants to do through you, you know, months from now, years from now. And I I think that in the way it sounds, you would probably agree that where I am today, you know, really started back there. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in your leadership experience, have you ever felt like you were in a space with a ceiling? And how would you how would you define that first? Maybe that's the place that we should start before you, you know, just share maybe some of your experiences, because I'm thinking about maybe the woman listening today and she's never heard of that. Like, what does that mean? So when you hear you know, leading or you're serving um, in a role that has a ceiling, what does that, what does that mean to you? Yeah, this question is so good and so loaded at the same time. It is. (laughs) But I mean, yes, I've been in a space where there's been a ceiling and I've also been in a place where I've been completely misunderstood um, as a person as a leader and even as a child of God. And it honestly tested my resolve uh, and certainly pushed me to better understand my, my gifts, my, myself and my calling. And honestly, I, I think that's actually one of the main reasons I wrote this new book that I, I, I'm working on is uh, it's for women in ministry. And I like to call it a what to expect when you're a woman going into ministry. And it's simply because it's a whole mess of things that I didn't see coming, didn't know how to handle, interpret, or deal with. And so basically, it's all my bumps and bruises from 20 years of ministry. And I'm hoping that it, it helps other women kind of figure out what they're calling looks like and what it looks like to be a woman in the ministry. But yeah, I've, I've had the, I've had the ceiling. I've had the, the wall. I've been misunderstood. I've, I've been bossy. I've been, uh, I've been labeled mm, difficult, 
and and it's not because I necessarily was, but maybe it's not always a good fit or maybe it's not always the right timing or maybe God was telling me this is still something we need to work on. Yeah, totally. And I, I think that, well, I, we're just going to go there. <laughs> um, I was hoping we would. Here we are. <laughs> so buckle in ladies. <laughs> um, I think that so often, so often women that are confident in their calling, women who are confident in who they are in Christ and that they know it's not them, that it's him working through us, you know, that there is, there's this, this place of women who carry themselves confidently. It just looks differently. And it's not in a, I'm not talking about a prideful, arrogant, you know, having our noses up in the air or anything like that. It's that we, we feel confident in that I have something to offer this organization, or I feel like um, I'm really passionate about this project or this, this role that, that I'm in, and I want to steward it the best that I can. And, and so when we come into these different these different roles as our confident selves, um, again, in Christ, that sometimes confidence is misunderstood as she's so intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I, I remember, I remember when the Lord just really challenged me with that, when I used to view other women in the room as she is so intimidating. I mean, and, and how the Lord really challenged me in, is she intimidating or are you intimidated by her? Mm. You know? Mm. And so, so then having to work on myself, why is mm -hmm. it that I'm intimidated by her? Is it that I feel like she's better than me? Is it that I feel like she has more significance, that she's smarter than me? And so I think that it's really important for us to kind of pull these layers off and get down to what is it, what's going on? What's the narrative that I'm listening to? Mm -hmm. um, and, and just to really begin to work on ourselves and work on what's going on on the inside of us. And, you know, I think that leading well can be misunderstood as she's so bossy. Thinking outside the box it can be misunderstood as she's so difficult. Um, asking questions can be misunderstood as being disrespectful when mm -hmm. I'm just simply asking questions so that I can better serve, you know? Right. So, right. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Have you experienced any of those specific examples? Oh my gosh. So this is what's so beautiful about the timing of this is I'm, I'm in a new ministry role in a new state at a new church that I didn't attend before then. So I'm, I'm literally a new girl in a new place <laughs> and, and learning culture and learning systems. And, and the church that I'm at is, is huge. And they have a lot of staff members. They have a lot of systems, a lot of structure, and it's, it's great, but I'm new. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense to me. And so I literally, I, I ask like so many questions and it's simply because I didn't come from within. I'm not from that culture of that organization. I'm also new to the central Kentucky area, 
Um, so things look and act and feel different than they did in South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and as they did in Central Florida in the Orlando area. So I, I'm, I asked so many questions at one point, one of the pastors on staff jokingly, he was 1000% jokingly, he's like, all right, Melissa, you get a limit of three emails a day. After that, you have to wait till tomorrow. And I was like, like, can I put a bunch of things in like one email? And, and I'm, and he's like, I don't even work for him. We just work together in tandem. So he's not even my like direct report. So I just, okay, well, why do we do that? And what is this about? And how does that work? And what do I do? about? I, I have literally asked everybody on my staff that I work with a, a billion questions because things don't, they don't, don't make sense. And it's not because I'm being difficult. It's because I want to as a, as, a, as a strong, confident female leader, I want to follow the rules. I want to know what the systems and the structure is. And so I want to fall in line with that. But I'm also not afraid, like if something just doesn't make sense, like, well, why do we do that? Well, because that's what we've always done. Well, that, that doesn't make sense. So can we think about it? And, and, and yes, that can be misconstrued as, uh, kind of, you remember the magic school bus? Yes. The show, The Magic School Bus. So my kids loved that show growing up. It was science and fun or whatever. But there was always that one girl in the class who's like, in my old school, we always did. And I don't want to be like, in my old church, we always did. But I find myself, not just my old church, but from my experiences that God has allowed me to, to go through to be able to say, well, have we ever thought about this? Because I've seen this done and it works. Or have we ever tried that? Or could we, you know, tweak things? And I think there's something about um, fresh eyes and fresh perspective that that can feel like to people that have been there rocking the boat. And it, it's not rocking the boat. It's it's genuinely coming from a place of wanting to do God's best and see His best come into play in the environment that He's placed me. So it's not a I think I have all the answers. It's just part of the reason that you hired me is to come in with fresh ideas and a fresh perspective, but people don't like change. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of that rub, even though that's what I was hired to do of push, pull, push, pull, push, pull. I'm not, I'm not taking a dig. I'm not being difficult, but you know, let's, can we, can we at least dance and have a talk about Mm -hmm some of the systems, some of the structures, some of the things that we just do because that's what we've always done. And I yeah. think that's that's where that confidence in in knowing I know my experience and and what I, it's not just me coming up with an idea. It's not me. How's that? It's not me. It's my experience or maybe even God laying it on my heart to say something. And and I don't say something every time because I certainly don't want to be that girl. But when God really pushes in, I have to be obedient to, to ask the question or to, or to risk being labeled as difficult. Does that, yeah. does that make sense? Absolutely. And as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about, you know, a couple of experiences that I've had in, in just asking questions with the, with the intent to gather information mm-hmm. so that I can make informed decisions and, and guide the area that I was that I was leading. Um, and I, I tend to, I'm just someone that I don't, 
I don't have a box. There's no box in my life. I, I just don't. Me either. <laughs> I, I'm always thinking outside the box and well, what about this? And what about that? And I think that, you know, looking back over a couple of experiences in that, my asking of questions, it has been filtered through you're disrespectful to authority mm-hmm. that, that you're, you know, you're challenging authority. And, and so maybe that this is just a whole nother topic of an episode, I think, but, but there's even just that, that piece of sometimes if there's insecurity in, Mm -hmm. in others that they, they can filter it through, they're challenging me and my role and they don't respect me as the leader. And Mm -hmm. so there again, I mean, that's an inward thing that it's not, but I, it took me a long time to work through that because when I would hear that type of feedback, I immediately went into, I need to change. There's something wrong with me. I need to be more quiet. I need to, mm-hmm. you know, just sit here and be present bodily, but not say anything. And that in and of itself was me living beneath yep. who God created me to be and the gifts and just the wisdom and, you know, just the, the different experience that he had placed on the inside of me to be able to offer in that space. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So well, you're living an inauthentic version of yourself. Right. And it's not yourself. It's the you that God created you to be. So you're not being authentic to who he created you to be. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that the tension here? You know, really what we're talking about this tension in here where, where we know, I I don't know that we're unaware that we're not living to our highest potential. I I just, because I think that we can feel this Mm -hmm. battle that's on the inside of us. We can feel it. Like there's something in us, almost like we're sitting on the cusp of something that we feel like, man, I really want to go for that. I really want to take that bold, risky, faith-filled step. Um, Mm -hmm. But then there's this inner thing, this inner narrative, again, like I said, at the top of our time here together, well, what will they think? Or what if you fail at that? What if, you know, what if you're wrong? And so Mm -hmm. then we just hold back when, Mm -hmm. when really that, that tug that makes us kind of come right back to it again. Well, if we ask ourselves, if we kind of apply the brakes and ask ourselves, why do I keep coming back to this? It Mm -hmm. isn't just that, you know, I'm just like a, a bulldog. It's because the spirit of God is leading you and prompting you because that's what he's calling you to do. Would you agree with that? Oh my goodness. Yes. And, and this is funny because this is kind of, we talked about this a little bit before we went live or whatever, but yes, 100% because it's so much safer to just sit back and, and not put yourself out there and not be a target and not step up for truth and not stand up for what's right and not even just be who God created you to be. I'm, I'm thinking about even in, in my new role as a new girl in a new city, in a new church, it, it would be it would be so easy to conform to whatever the patterns of their, the team are, or whatever the patterns of the expectations of the church staff is or whatever. And yeah, you, you do in some ways because you want to fit, but at the same time, I'm not supposed to fit. I'm supposed to fit with the body 
Yes, and I'm supposed to complement the body. And God gave me gifts and skills to use for the body. But he didn't ask me to, you know, put on a mask and put on a facade and, and be like everybody else. He, he, he created me uniquely and, and perfectly. And any kind of quirk or thing that I have that I feel doesn't fit is, is just another way that he created me to be. And so, yeah, I, I'm going to work on things, I'm, but I'm still going to ask questions and I'm still going to think outside of the box because I just don't have time to, to be what everybody else wants me to be and to be what God wanted me to be. Yeah. Oh, come on. Wow. That is really powerful. Like, and I think that we, we all reach this fork in the road, if you will, Mm -hmm. this decision place where, where if I'm going to really bust through these obstacles and win this war within, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to choose to take a right turn here and Mm -hmm. follow the Lord. And um, I know that there's a lot of opinions, a lot of expectations, on the left-hand turn, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow God because I trust his leadership in my life. And he's the one that created me. He placed these things on the inside of me. And I really believe that his heart for me, for you, for everybody on the face of the planet is to live unapologetically in who God created you to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so how has God helped you grow in your confidence as an individual and lead without apology? <laughs> this is a hard one because it really is bumps and bruises and, and learning the hard way. It's, it's falling. I keep thinking of that. I think it was audio adrenaline. I get knocked down, but I get up again song from forever ago. And, and I feel like that. I feel like I, I start running my race and then I trip and I fall and I want to sit and, and wallow in it for a while and, and cry and why me and all of that. But then I have to get back up again. And, and I think that's what I, I've learned is I, I'm trying to shorten the, the pity party times or the times that I fall or I'm trying to be more aware of things that are going to keep me in, in the race or things that are going to distract me. And, and this this thing, this this humble confidence, this it comes, it comes with time. It comes with intentionality. It comes with really doing the hard work to do the heart work. It, it's, yeah. it's getting on the inside. And, and I, I use this analogy with somebody the other day. It's like, when you remember when you're a kid and you, or your kids fall and they scrape their knee and you kind of, you kind of have to like rub it out, you know, irrigated and, and it's painful and you hate it, but you got to get all the junk out and then all the impurities and then the peroxide and you clean it and your medicine. And I think once you get all the impurities out, then, then it's healthy and healing and growing. And I think it's kind of the same thing. We've picked up some impurities uh, and, and pebbles in our knees along the way. And we got to kind of dust those off, shake them out, use the peroxide, whatever analogy you want to use. Um, and clean it out so that we can be whole. We got to let go of those things that we're trying to, to do for everybody else, to make everybody else like us and accept us and really kind of stand on our own two feet and, and, and not on ourselves, but on our identity in Christ and rest in that so that we can move forward. If, if our identity is based in the world, I mean, we're like the house that's built on the shifting sand. It's going to get knocked over and our foundation is going to be rock. But if our identity is rooted in who we are in Christ, 
then the winds and the waves will come. They will come. We know it says in his word, you will have tribulation. You will have trial. It's so encouraging, but it's going to come, right? Yeah. And, and we, I mean, if you've been here more than five minutes, you know, it's coming. You've either just gone through it. You're in it now, or you, you're getting ready to go in it. It's just kind of part of life. And so having, having that foundation allows you to weather those storms. And, and hopefully it's kind of like, hopefully each time, you get a little stronger and you get a little stronger and you get a little bit more confident and not a confidence. I think that's what the beauty is of, of being my age now. In my 20s, I was totally confident. I was probably more confident, but I was confident in me. Yeah. Me, myself, who I am, my awesomeness, all of my things. I in my 30s, got the wind knocked out of me. In my 40s, got the my booty kicked. And now here I am and God has taken me through so many rough seasons and so many hard, heavy, painful things. And through them, he's, he's washed out those skin knees. He's taken the dirt. He's, it's been painful, but he's irrigated all that stuff. And now this me, this older version of myself is confident, but not confident in Melissa, but confident in, in Christ, in Melissa, so that I can do the work that he's called me to do, because I know on my own, I can't do it. I can't, I'm not, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus, but -hmm. Jesus is in me. And because he's in me, I can do those things. And I think that's, that, that comes with time. It comes with intentionality. It comes with development. Um, And unfortunately, I think it kind of comes with some of the, the hard stuff. Yeah, totally. I really, I just cannot agree with that more. When we think about winning the war within. So if it's something within us, then that confidence and that security, that victory, it's an inside deal, you know, Mm -hmm. because if we are placing our confidence and our security and anything else on this side of, of heaven, well, if those things change, so then does our security and our confidence, you know, for an example, if if we are constantly, you know, a yes man, because we, Mm. we don't want to ask questions. We don't want to share another idea or perspective because I don't know what they're going to think. I don't know how this is going to be received. Well, so then if we decide to, and our confidence is in, they really, really like me and they always approve Mm -hmm. of me. And I'm, you know, well, then that one day where you decide I'm going to stand up on the inside of me because I've been working through some really hard things. And Mm -hmm. I realize I'm living beneath who God created me to be that authentic self. And then you begin to share, well, if all of a sudden they're wondering, well, where did all that come from? And who are you? I mean, you've always been so, you know, just kind of going with the flow. Well, all of a sudden, then your security and your confidence also gets kind of, you know, swept away because it's being met that way. Whereas if, if we really work on our, on ourselves in here, um, and I'm not, and I'm not talking about, you know, I need to be more educated. I need to have more degrees. I need to, lose weight. I need to, whatever the thing is, it's not all these outward things. And I think that that is really so important to really walk away with. If you walk away with anything in this, in this week's episode is the cure for the insecure is finding your security in Christ. um, That's good. That your identity 
He's already given that to you. It's already yes. on the inside of you. Does it need to be further developed? Do you need to grow in confidence and your understanding in that? Yes, I'm still mm-hmm. growing in that. Mm-hmm. You're still growing in that. We never mm-hmm. arrive, but you can become more, more grounded and your roots can go much more deeper as you continue to log miles in your faith journey, which yes. then has a ripple effect in in however you're leading, whatever that looks like, because what he does in you, he then does through you. And I, I just have to think that, wow, if you begin to live as your authentic self in how God created you to be, who else around you in your sphere of influence will be encouraged and inspired by your example and begin Mm -hmm. to see wow, instead of being intimidated by you, they begin to reach out to you. And maybe they want to take you out for coffee and they want to pick your brain and they want to lean in a little bit. I mean, just think about what's on the other side of our obedient yes to say, you know what, Lord, I'm tired of playing safe. I'm tired of of settling. I'm tired of being and living beneath who you created me to be. There are other people on the other side of your decision. What do you Mm. think about that? Oh my goodness. You're killing me. You are just killing me. Yes, yes, yes. And honestly, that's, that is the exact reason the, the, I do the word for the year or whatever. And this year, it wasn't actually a word. It was a couple of words, but my word was take the step. And I had been playing it safe and I had really felt him say, it's time it's time. I need you to take the step. There are people waiting for what you have to do. And, and that step for me, one of those steps was right now I'm in the process of being ordained at my church and very excited about that. One of the other processes was updating my website, which I've been wanting to do for years uh, and just kind of put off and put off. It was too much money. It was too much, whatever. And, and even this book, God had told me to write this book 10 years ago. Mm. And this year, when he said, take the step, it was in my heart. And it was this burning. If I don't do it now, I'm being, I have been disobedient, but now I know that I know that I know that I'm being disobedient because he said, take the step. My fear of, of putting myself out there, putting these words or my experiences from 20 years in ministry out in publication for others to see and judge and, and whatever, had been holding me back. But then I started to realize there are women that need to know this. There are women that need this, what to expect, not when you're expecting, but what to expect when you're a woman stepping into ministry. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard. It's different. It's unique. There's different challenges and things to expect. And it's not because I have all the answers, but he gave me all of these experiences and it's not mine to hold on to and, and keep stuffed in me. It's, it's mine to share and give back and, and help somebody else along to, to take their step, to own their leadership and to find their community. And that's really been the genesis of this whole last year for me is, is really this stop playing it safe and just get to work. Yeah. So good. So good. I mean, we, we can think about, our own selves, you know, why is it that, I mean, of course it was the Lord on the inside of us. And, but even we have observed this confidence in other women, Mm -hmm. you know? And so 
there was something on the inside of us that we were looking at her and not threatened by her, not intimidated by her, but we seen something in her that I'll have what she's having, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll have what she's A having. portion, please. <laughs> you know? um, and so, and so I think that when, when we, when we understand that this inner work and winning the battle within us, it's not just about us. It's not just about us. It's about who God wants to reach through us on the other side of that. So ladies, I hope that you are enjoying this conversation. We uh, are going to actually have part two next week. So make sure that you come right back here, same time, same location, because next week we are going to dive into the deep end of the pool. So bring your waiters because we're, we're going to just dive right in and we are going to talk about self-imposed ceilings. In other words, things that, you know, not so much that other people might place upon us, but that self-imposed limits, reasons, common things that us as women, that we impose upon ourselves, that we hold our own selves back. So come back and we are excited to connect with you again next week. But until then, have a great rest of your week and I will catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.